What's up, guys? Christmas is over. Yeah. I hope everybody got everything they wanted. Yeah. Because, you know. Happy Crap. birthday, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. True. Tiny baby Jesus. It's a tiny, tiny baby, dear little baby Jesus. Yeah. Tiny infant. What is it? Nine pounds, seven pound baby Three Jesus. <laughs> Peanut butter and jelly yes. on a lady. Yeah. Um, so, no, I fucking love that movie. Yes. Uh, what is going on? Right. Well, what is happening in your life? Right? Well, happy Monday, I will say. Happy Monday. I am currently. I've got like 80 tabs on my computer open. I'm applying <laughs> to law school. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, so. Yes. I'm trying to like dwindle it down. I'm gonna mention one of these schools and then I will Done with the LSATs. Yes, done with the LSATs. But we have you back. We have you back in our lives. Right? Back, back, back again. Back, back, back. Just back, back, back. Anyway. It was a happy, happy moment. We went to Tennessee, man. We did. We did go to Tennessee and hung out and celebrated. You were done and we hadn't seen each other in so long. What a time. Oh, that was so much fun. What a time to be alive. Played a lot of Yahtzee. A lot of Yahtzee. Yahtzee, if you've never played Yahtzee. <laughs> Just got drunk and played board games. We did. We got drunk and played board games in the mountains, and I've never <sighs> been happier. Never been happier. That is got ideal. lost. Followed a stream. Yes. yes. <laughs> Everybody does. You know? <laughs> we see the house on top. We're good. Let's keep going. Yeah, it, was it was great. Very good. Super fun. But so you're applying to law school. But I am, yeah. So there was one school in particular. I'm not going to, like... Name names. Names, but there's one law school that only accepts like it's like a hundred students, and it's sixty of them are men and forty of them are women, God, and like all oh, of them are white. The Their minority representation is like one percent. Oh my god, insane! So yeah, I'm just blown away by law schools and just the whole process and. I'm learning that things aren't as diversified as I'd hoped or I'd learned, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So that's just going forward. Something that I'm being mindful of is, you know, happy for where I came from and, yeah. you know, you what I've head on your with. shoulders and realize yeah. that that's not okay. You know? So, but anyway, what about you? What's going on with you? Oh, man. Um, I, I want to get out of here. That's uh-huh. like step one. Uh, I cannot live in the South anymore. Like, I just, I'm doing everything I can to get out to either L.A. or Seattle or wherever. Mm. I just need to live on the West Coast with the mountains and, like, yeah. be in a very liberal culture. Because I have, I don't even know what that's like. Right. I don't know. What the, I, don't, I mean, I've worked in it and I've been around it for a while. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, Christmas was hard. Christmas, because this, like, lawsuit is going on with my parents, we can't see my dad or his family. So it was, like, the first year of my entire life that... We didn't get to see anybody on Christmas. We were purely with my mom all day, so that sucked. Wow. I mean, I understand that, like, my dad brought it on himself, and, like, I don't know, I get it, but it also just, like, for us and, you know, the other two kids, I have two younger siblings, like, yeah. it's not easy. It sucks. No, that does suck. But we had a good Christmas. I mean, it was it was very nice. I will say that it was nice, like, being able to just hang out at home and not having to travel in the middle of Christmas. Like, we got yeah. to just hang out at home all day, but I still would have rather, like, seen everybody. That would have been yeah. nice. No, I totally understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's well, your drink of the week? Yeah, well, okay, so I went to Ruby Tuesdays the other night for the first time in a very long time. I guess not since I've been 21. And I was, you know, peeping the drink menu. Mm-hmm. 
as one does as as we do um and there was a delicious red sangria mm-hmm. and it's five dollars for like a normal glass upgraded to a large for only a dollar so you know your girl upgraded mm-hmm. um and it was a delicious it was made with red wine blueberries fermented or i guess <laughs> soaked in brandy and then brandy and mm-hmm. it was so good i literally think about it i'm gonna go back soon probably mm-hmm. you know like tonight and get another one mm-hmm. and it is delicious i freaking god i have dreams about the sangria and i'm going to buy some red wine and some brandy and make it myself and that's such a one like a weird mixture i'm not right I, that's so strange i would never think to mix those two see i would together either. and like i'm not even that familiar with brandy mm-hmm. but like it makes me want to be familiar with brandy, yeah you know so but yes i do that that is that is my drink what is your movie we got a big one this week oh we? man we got a big one this week um it has not been announced but like it's been talked about so i know i can talk about it on here now but uh we are we are going to be doing a sequel for it can be on good like I'm so I'm un, over the moon excited about it. I know Matt is really excited. Yeah. Um, he has told me like what the the plot line is for this movie, and mm-hmm. I will say that it is so fucking hilarious, and yeah. I'm so excited. And um, I'm not gonna talk too much because I don't want to reveal stuff I can't reveal. But be excited. Watch out for it. Obviously, if you follow Hurricane Bianca, if you follow me, I mean shit. If you follow me, you're gonna see what's happening because I yeah. post everything. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my movie. That's what I'm excited about right now. I, yeah. I'm just really excited to do it all over again. That was yeah. like one of the best experiences of my life the first time and like getting to do it again. And I think we're going to film it in another country, which would be such a cool experience. Uh-huh. And uh, it would be, it just will be so much fun. Right. Just, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Everybody go support the first Hurricane Beyond. Yes, yet. please go please. get it on Amazon, iTunes. Actually, as of January, actually it might be out as of January 17th, it'll be on Netflix. Ah! Yeah, guys, yeah. watch it. Check it out. Tell us what you think about it in the Please. comments. Please, because it then, is yeah. my second favorite movie of all time. Yeah, get jazzed for the second one. It's going to be great. So for this one, um, I had a little bit of a weird experience with my mom where she, my little brother, who is 14, finally like made a decision on what his spirituality was and what he believed in. And he told my mom that he... Um, he wasn't Christian and that he believes in dimensions and, um, parallel universes. And he's just a very scientific, very out there kind of brain. So that fits him really. And that's what he connected to. And my mom's response to that was that she had done a bad job as a parent because we didn't have a religious belief. We didn't have, we weren't Christians essentially. And that boggled me because it's not like we're bad kids. It's not like she's got three kids in jail and, you know, we're all doing mm-hmm. crappy things. Like, it's it's not that situation. It's just that we were educated enough to make our own decisions on our spirituality. And so she kind of ruminated on that for a few weeks. And then we questioned her on it. And she said that she had done a disservice as a parent because she she hadn't like raised us as Christians. She hadn't raised us with the church. She hadn't raised us reading the Bible every night and having family prayer and doing all of these things. Like she, that from her, like she was a bad parent. She had felt like she'd done a disservice to us at some point. And I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that at all. I think for me, in my opinion that, you know, you should give the kids the freedom. So that opens up this conversation of 
how does your past and how does how you were raised affect what you want to be as a parent and how your parenting styles are and I think it'd be nice to have a conversation um and so we decided to bring on a guest who's got a little bit more of a different perspective than the two of us yeah Alex um a friend from high school one of my best friends is here with us tonight hello hello you want to tell us a little bit about yourself well, sure. Um, so my name is Alex, um, and I'm 21. I just graduated from college in the spring. Um, my degree was in psychology and pre-law, um, and I was originally going to go to law school. That was like my parents' dream for me, um, but I really wanted to be a teacher, so that's where I am right now. Um, and hopefully in the spring, I will be working with um, girls who have kind of gone through some hard situations in life, and um, I'll be teaching them, so I'm pretty excited about that. All right. You want to tell us a little bit about, since we're talking about families, you want to tell us a little about your family? Sure. Okay, so I have a very, um, they're just normal. Like, they're normal. It's normal. It's very standard. Um, there's a boy and a girl, me and my brother, and I have two parents, and they've been married their whole lives, um, and they did it, like, all very normal. Like, how you imagine the all-American family would be. Like, we both played sports. They were mildly involved in our lives, and we just... We did normal American family things. <laughs> there, all right. And were you raised religious? Um, well, I went to a Catholic school, and my parents, my mom went to a Catholic school as a child, and my grandparents went to a Catholic school, and their parents went to a Catholic school. So it seemed like the things to do. Um, but when we moved here when I was in middle school, um, my brother and I ended up going to a public school, um, and it was really like not that big of a deal like in the end and I thought the beginning is going to be like crazy and awful but it really like helped me and Eli my brother um like find out who we really were um because we weren't in that like catholic school setting of this is who you are yeah yeah no of course what about you Sheldon uh uh-huh. yeah my family's not normal not <laughs> even in the slightest um I my parents got divorced when I was very young um, well, not very young. I was eight or nine, so it's not super young. But um, I, my mom has been a workaholic since I was very, very little. Like, right after I was born, ended up spending, like, very immediately went and spent time with my grandmother. And she did a lot of the um, working with me when I was very young. Like, I just, I have very distinct memories of being in her house more than I do my own. And then uh, they got divorced when I was eight or nine. And my dad has suffered with alcoholism as well as prescription pill addiction since I was very, very small. And my mom, like I said, was just, work was her number one priority, so she wasn't ever really around. So I was primarily raised, at least in my mind, by my grandmother, who was extremely religious, extremely Christian. She was the one who took me to church. Anytime she was in town, she took me to church. All the conversations we had about life surrounded around God and how God played into your life and how your decisions should be based around prayer and ask him and you will receive, you know, repent for your sins, just very traditional. Um, She was Methodist. She raised me kind of Baptist uh, for those who follow it. And um, yeah, I mean, it just, it was very odd. My mom is not religious. My dad is not religious. And my mom is a very scientific person. Mm -hmm. She has um, a pseudo medical degree. Like she, (laughs) she didn't finish medical school, but she uh, graduated with two two majors from Tulane, both one biology and one was a a medical degree. And then, um, my dad 
is just kind of like your all-American dude who watches football on the weekends and like <laughs> drinks a beer every night. Like gotcha, just gotcha. Um, that kind of thing. Dad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. very dad. He's a dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. Um, what about you? Yeah, my situation is kind of like yours. Uh, my parents got divorced when I was four. Um, my dad's not really involved in my life. We. He's not religious at all, and uh, he was also. An alcoholic, addicted painkillers. So that's why the the main reason why he's not a part of my life. But he was also quite abusive while him and my mom were together. Mm-hmm. And after the divorce, my mom turned to the church because in Gulf Breeze, Florida, that's what you do. You turn to the church. And Jane, my grandma, who helped raise me as well mm-hmm. while my mom was at work, was raised by a pastor raised Methodist. So going to church every Sunday was what we did. Mm-hmm. But I never identified with it just wasn't it's not something that I was ever into still not very into it both um, on the spiritual and religious side of things I I know there's a higher power but Mm -hmm. I just never it was never something that I turned to when I needed help Mm -hmm. it was just never an outlet for me yeah but uh yeah and to add like because I didn't say this I do have a brother and a sister Mm -hmm. um both are one seven years younger than me one's eight years younger than me my current beliefs are uh I'm a universalist I believe in the universe I believe in the law of attraction um we're gonna do a totally separate podcast on this but just for the sake of argument's sake and conversation that's what I believe in now I believe that there is some kind of greater power I survived a car accident when I was 18 that I shouldn't have survived so I have no doubt in my mind that there is some kind of power there is some kind of spiritual something what that is I have no idea I don't really need to know I just know that it's there yeah yeah I would say that I would classify myself as like a cafeteria Catholic so like you pick the things that you want to believe and the rest of it you just okay I've never heard that before okay I like that Mm -hmm. yeah my priest told me that so okay okay so we've got a non-believer a different kind of believer and a choosy believer but um okay yeah so let's let's get into it a little bit you want to mm-hmm. all right let's so do it we we are gonna kind of tailor this podcast into uh, of course parenting but on a personal level we're all 21 and we'll show this 22 mm-hmm. and we're getting into that age where we're like okay so when are you gonna start popping them out when mm-hmm. when, when are we when are those grandberry babies coming oh, i yeah. need them you know i got asked that yesterday you know you know it's, it's, we're at that hot it's age constant. where it's like okay you're out of college it's time to it's time to find a man it's clock's time to start, ticking you know popping mm-hmm. that shit out so do you know given our family backgrounds you know do we want to have kids do, do you want kids yeah yeah, I definitely want kids. Okay. I have known since, like, age three that uh-huh. I wanted to be a mom. And, like, I might have, like, changed my career past, like, 40 or 50 or, like, 10,000 times. Mm-hmm. But there's, like, I've always wanted to be a mom. And I wish it was, like, more okay to be, like, when you when I grow up, I want to be a mommy. Because it's really not. Like, people are like, no, do you want to be, like, a doctor? Do you want to be a lawyer? Do you want to be an astronaut? And I'm like, uh, not really. I just want to be a mom. That's, like, okay. what I think I that's like what I want to do in life. Okay. I mean, how did your family, did your family affect that? Was you, were you just born that way? Was it just like an innate feeling? Can you elaborate? Uh, well, I just like knew, like I just always have known. Um, and my family, like I said, they're really normal. And so I guess some of that has to do with them because my mom stayed home with us and she stayed home with my brother and we all just like did like like I said like really normal like American family things but I've just always known and I've always wanted to work with kids and like I've just always like loved 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 kids mm-hmm. and my brother was born um a while after I was born so I always like loved to pretend that like 
he was like my little baby, like my little doll baby. And mm-hmm. it was just like so, so much fun. And like I love the thought of that. And I love the thought of like being able to like work with these kids and like make them do whatever they want to do. And like just like everyone lives in like this happy little bubble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My, my happy little family no, that I want to have. Like that's really cute. It should be more okay for you to say you just want to be a mom. Yeah. It's like, still a job. It's still a career. Yeah. And it's like a hard career too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, for me, I, like, the innate feeling that I got was that I've always wanted to carry a child. I'm a very spiritual person as far as, like, auras and that connection. I want to know what it's like to have life inside of me, as weird as that sounds. Like, I want to experience that. No, that's crazy cool. I I think it is insanely amazing that I can create a life in my stomach i can harbor it for nine months i can give birth to it and then it'll grow up and be like i am right now that is just beautiful and mind-boggling to me so it's very important to me that i carry at least one at some point because I, I that's the experience i want more than anything i also think it's really beautiful that a little piece of me can live on in the world so i do want it i would like for one of my eggs to be used at some point like i I think that's also really cool that me can live on legacy after legacy after legacy. Like I have a part of my grandparents, you know, 50 years back. Like that's, that's fascinating. Um, But (laughs) where my family plays in is that I need to know that my relationship is extremely strong because, because of the divorce and like how shitty that was for us. I think it is so much more shitty for the kids in a lot of ways than it is for, um, for the parents I think the kids take the brunt of most of the pain and that's like I don't want to do that to my kids ever I want to know that we are solid before we ever have a kid we have to be married before we have a kid Um, and the other thing that is important to me is that I was very blessed with my mom's financial standing that we we never had to want for anything we could give to other families when we needed to and I want to make sure that my kids learn the value of money I don't want to spoil my kids by any means but I want them to be comfortable and to be situated and if they have a dream that I can afford to pay for their dream send them to the college they dream of going to so on and so forth so I don't see myself having a kid until I'm 30 35 like I think I want to be in a very solid place in my career before I start popping out babies yeah um but I know I want to have one I would love to have four or five kids if I could wow mm-hmm. see for me like I guess I'm kind of jaded in the whole kid thing mm-hmm. because I don't like blood. I don't think that carrying something inside of me is cool. I just mm-hmm. lost 50 pounds. I don't want to fuck that shit up. Anytime, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? like, I just, I've never had, do I think I'm maternal? Yeah, when I want to be. Does it come naturally? Sure. But do I want to carry a kid now? <laughs> I mean, two days ago, I told Matt, my boyfriend, that I, I was like, how do you feel about four? I could do four. And then now, like, today, I'm like, fuck that. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I have a life to live, you know, and like, <laughs> but I, I'm just kind of cynical towards having a kid. And when my parents got divorced, we had to live with my grandma because my dad left us practically homeless. So I don't see kids coming with a partner. I see kids coming. I, I don't think I need anybody, you know, mm-hmm. like, I think that I could do it on my own and that it's an added bonus to have a partner if I do so choose to have one. And I was actually asked recently by Jenna, a friend of Shelby and I's, if 
I would have kids. And I was like, well, I feel like I should. Like, I feel morally obligated. There's some stupid people in this world, and I feel like I could crank out a good one, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, like, I feel like it'd be okay. So true. Like, it's my moral obligation to, like, fix the shittiness and, like, with my kid, you know? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I hope that I birth Christ. Pop out the next Hillary Clinton. Yeah, like, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, whatever. I feel like I, I could raise a good one, and then it would hopefully do some good things. But mm-hmm. I'm not, like... I just don't, I don't feel it, and like, you know, it's just, it's a weird concept to me, but, but how many do you want? Like, how many kids do you want? Well, this thing's not crazy, but I definitely want like four or five kids. All right. I grew up in a family where we had one brother and another one of my brothers passed away, and I've always, like, craved a big family, especially because there was such a big age difference between my brother and I. Mm-hmm. I, I was so jealous of people who had siblings close in age, um, and I was so jealous of people that had, people like, so many siblings. Like, there was always someone to be around. There was always someone to turn to. There was always, like, a sibling. There was always a sister. There was always a brother, and I feel like that's what I missed out on, like, in childhood. I want my kids to, like, have, well, obviously, everyone wants what's best for their kids, but I, like, want my kids to have, like, the idea experience like I want them to have siblings that they know they can count on they can know they can play with they know like they will be their like a lifelong friend Mm -hmm. um and if you this is kind of silly but um there's this movie called the family stone and it's about this family that um the they all get together for Christmas and it's all these like weird like um relationships and all these weird personalities like clashing together but they just like work so beautifully together Mm -hmm. and that's in my mind like how a family is and I've always wanted that for myself and so I want that for my kids Okay. See, something else that, like, plays into mine is that my mom, I got every bit of my drive and ambition, and so I don't want to, like, downplay what my mom did. I think my mom's a badass. Um, But because my mom's a badass, her career always took place over us until, like, maybe two or three years ago. And I, we just didn't have a relationship, really, until I was 18. I mean, there were abusive stepfathers, and there was a lot more that played into that, but... um, because of that, I want to also make sure that I can spend as much time with my kids as possible. Yeah. I don't want to have a kid when my number one priority is rising up in my career right. because then my career starts to take place over my kids. And I think in my brain, once you have a kid, that is your number one responsibility. For sure. You have brought life into this world. You are completely responsible for their mental state and how they grow up. And that's such a fragile thing, especially when you're super young, if you know anything about psychology. Like, just what is, even when you, before you can talk, just what you're surrounded by affects who I am right now. Yeah. And that, that should be your priority. I want to be able to be with them. I want to go to their soccer games and I want to be there when they, you know, do their school plays or whatever. Like, I want to be able to still be a mom. I'm not saying I'm going to stop working or that you would have to stop working to be a mom. Yeah. I just also... I want to be able to balance it. I don't want to be in a, That's why I'm saying 30, 35, because I would like to have already risen up in my career, be situated, and then be able to kind of bring the kid into that world. No, that's smart. I wouldn't want to do it while I was working. Very fair. I yeah. want it to be almost boring, like, how... Um, how predictable I am. Like, I will definitely be at every soccer game. I'll be mm-hmm. at every dance recital. I'll be at every game you cheer out. I'll be at every single thing. And, like, I want them to, without a doubt, be like, oh, yeah, mom's going to be there, you know? Mm-hmm. Crackers. With crackers and orange slices. Yeah. And she probably brought, like, room for my friends to ride home. Yes. Okay. Perfect. No, I love that. I, I do love that. I'm not gonna... <laughs> The ice is starting to melt a little bit. Um, <laughs> no, okay, I well, do. see, here's my question. Yeah. Is, like, what do you think contributed to that? Because I think it's so interesting how similar our stories are, yeah. but how much I want to have kids and how distant you are, but kind of, like, indecisive to having kids yeah. and how your situation is, but, like, you definitely want kids. What do you think? Do you think it's just psychology? Do you think you were born with it? Or 
Was there something in your life? <coughs> um, well, I would say that the reason, like, I feel so strong about that is not that I don't have great parents because they're really 10 out of 10 wonderful people, and they've done more than they ever ever needed to for my brother and I. But there are a lot of times that they, like, miss, like, when I cheered at a football game, and, like, actually, like, Eliza's mom would come to them, and, like, they missed my last dance recital, and that, like, killed me. And they missed, like, my last cheerleading competition, and that was a huge one because we were, like, going for, like, this crazy prize thing that mm-hmm. really is irrelevant in life. But, like, at the time, that was really important to yeah. me. Um, and so that has always really bothered me, and I always felt like they kind of favorited my brother, hmm. which was also hard for me because he's so much younger. And they had me when they were young, so it's, like, they're more friends with my brother's parents. And so, obviously, like, they're just drawn to, like, that crowd, and I totally get it. But I, like, I never want any of my kids to ever feel like that. Like, I want them to know that I love them all equally. I know my parents love me equally as my brother, but I want them to know that I'm going to be there for all of their things, not Mm -hmm. just, like, the ones where my friends are at. Okay. But, see, it came from a a real-life experience. I think that was something that I was very curious. I mean, what about you, Eliza? I mean... The positive experiences that I've seen between family dynamics have come from my friends. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have one personally, and then my ma- my dad married a woman who had a child, and she was abusive to him as well. Mm-hmm. And I had just never seen. My mom is a wonderful parent. She's a wonderful human, and mm-hmm. she is maternal to no end. And I wouldn't exchange her for the world. And I just, I just. I think that parenting a kid is a lot of pressure. And I've always said that I don't do things that I know I'm not going to be good at. Like, I just don't do it. I wasn't good at math. I wasn't a math major. I wasn't good at science. I wasn't a science major. You know, I said, fuck it. I'm not going to be good at it. So I'm mm-hmm. going to focus on things that I am good at. And I'm going to do things that I'm good at. Yeah. And I just don't know if I'm going to be a good parent, you know? And mm-hmm. I don't want to fuck up somebody's life. Like, I thank God that I'm not a fucked up human. Because mm-hmm. all of the cards were not in my favor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And... If my mom and my grandma were not the women that they were, I could very well have gone down a different path. And if my mom didn't, like, save every cent that she had to put me through college, I wouldn't be where I am. And I just don't know if that's something that I'll be good at. I don't know if that's... It's just a lot. Like, and I see it as, like, and having a parent that ditched out when I was four, like, that's a lifetime. Like, that's a lifetime commitment. And I just, at 21, I can barely take care of myself. Like, I have a cactus that I haven't watered in months, and I'm surprised that it's still kicking. Mm-hmm. Thank God it's a cactus. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, I'm forgetful, and I, I can barely take care of myself. And I eat Jimmy John's five out of the seven nights of the week, and because it's right across from my house, you know? And I just, it's, at my current state... God, Alex can attest to this. I have a baby doll that has the shit beat out of it. It's terrifying. It's like banging the thing around all the time. And it's like, supposed to, like, when you lean it back, it's supposed to open. It's <laughs> terrifying. And, like, I have all of these baby dolls that look just like me and American Girl dolls that I won't even touch. Like, they just weird me out. I'm like, eh, I shouldn't touch these because I'm going to hurt them and break them. And, uh, you know, I drop everything. I drop my mm-hmm. phone every five seconds. Like, oh, God forbid that's a kid. Yeah. I don't know. It's just something that I, I'm going to grow into it. You know, I just Mm -hmm. know that I don't want to have kids until I finish law school. And, like, you know, Mm -hmm. I I do all the shit that I want to do, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, it just... Law school's a kid in itself. You know, like, God, I I forget to eat. Like, 
like I didn't yeah. eat until oh, I yeah, Duncan yeah. today. So right. it's just it, it's it's like I'm a I'm a haphazard human and I don't yeah. want to raise a haphazard like a kid haphazardly. Okay. See, another teacher I work with, I, we were talking about this because um, a lot of people in our area, which I am surprised by because we do live in a really conservative area, she was saying something about how, like, there's a lot of people um, that aren't married and, like, they still have kids. And cause I always, in my mind, because I was raised by in a pretty Catholic environment, um, that it was like, you get married, then you have kids. Mm-hmm. And I made, like, a joke saying, like, well, I can't have kids yet because I still eat Cocoa Pebbles for two meals of my day. Yeah. If I even eat breakfast, because I don't. And right. Cocoa Pebbles is cereal. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, well, you just have kids, and then you still eat Cocoa Pebbles. And I was just like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? No, no, no. That's not how it's going to work. <laughs> um, see, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for me, and, like, if you know anything about me, you know my, like, trigger word is dream. Yeah. But I... I just grew up in a world, like, I was always the different kid. Mm -hmm. I was always somebody with these crazy dreams and teachers who told me to, like, dumb it down a little bit because that was never going to happen and, like, just killed every single one that I had. Mm -hmm. And I didn't care. And I don't know why. I think I was just born with that. But I... I just, I want to have the opportunity to, and I want to do this on a grander scale in some way, not just with my own kids, but with my own kids, I want, I would love to be able to raise kids who, who can follow their dreams and who can continue that legacy, who can go out and tell other people by their own example that, you know, you can do that. And then they can raise kids that they can tell they can follow their dreams because they did it themselves. But then also the LGBT part of it is that I didn't grow up in a home where I felt safe being myself. Like I felt like I had to hide who I was, and I think that played into a lot of my mental stress and my anxiety. I mean, my panic attacks that I have, or I used to have daily. I think I, I would also love to raise a family where my kids can be anything they want to be. Yeah, I mean, if sure. you're gay, you're gay. You're safe here. Yeah. Like, And this is a place for your friends to be safe as well. If they can't come out to their family, they can come here and be their gay selves if they want to be. And again, like I would love to do that on a grander scale, but like... With my kids, I would just love to have that safe home of we can talk about dreams here, you can be gay here, you can be transgender here, you can just be yourself. Whoever you are, you are safe here. And I think it's, again, like you said, like it's important to raise kids who can go out in the world and maybe be good people. And like be good people to people who need good people. Mm -hmm. Like I, I accredit so many of my friends for my mental sanity because my family just didn't do it for me. And, you know, if they hadn't been born, I'd be fucked. Yeah. And so it's it's just bringing more good people into a world that needs more good people. Yes. That's what's important to me. And, like, of course I would love to open a charity that did that on, like, a wide scale. Yes. But I think that starts with doing it at home. For sure. No, I love that. And I think something that maybe you and I touched on a little bit, but in our society, you know, we have to be, we have to be married. We, we have this family dynamic that, that has to be. And do for you personally, do you need a partner to parent? Mm-hmm. And who is that partner? Like, what is your ideal partner? No, yeah. Let's get- Straight up told a woman one time, and it was an ambitious black woman. And that was just <laughs> one of the worst decisions I ever made. But I'm still waiting for my ABW. Um, What's that? Ambitious black woman. There she is. <laughs> um, so for me, yes, I have to have a partner because I think. I know I'm going to be a workaholic. Like, Uh it's just in my blood. My mom raised me that way. And, like, I already see that in myself right now. Like, I will just not sleep so that I can work. Like, it's just my personality. Mm -hmm. So I would love – I don't want to stay at home partner because I I feel like if we're not both working, there's going to be some kind of imbalance where we're going to – just for me, I feel like I would – they would. it just would be an awkward balance. You know, I just feel like that wouldn't work. 
um, because I don't want to be the awful parent that like works all the time. And the other one's always home, if that makes sense. And like, I also don't want the partner to feel like they can't have their own dreams and do their own things because I'm the one working all the time. Like that just shouldn't be the way it is. Yeah. Um, but I, I need somebody else to share that responsibility with for the sake of my kids. I think there needs to be somebody else there so that there, we got stuck with nannies. That's the other thing is we got stuck with nannies all the time yeah. and they were awful, like burned our veggie tail videos because she was an atheist kind of awful, <laughs> like just the worst experiences I ever had. And again, that played into my mental state. Like it's just, I want to be able to have a very safe space, a good family home environment. So it's important to me to be married. Um, if we can still get married, we'll see. Um, yeah god uh yeah i mean i have to be married i definitely want them lots of them i would say like in my dream world of course like i would love to like be married to like my husband who's the love of my life and we'd live in our perfect little house with our mm -hmm. white picket fits and like a golden doodle but next to eliza next to eliza jones because that's our plan <laughs> sorry man i don't know if you want to live here or not but you are um but I don't think it's necessary. Um, I've definitely told, like, my friends have told Eliza and I've told other people, like, if I don't have kids, if I'm not married by the time I'm, like, pretty young, like, 26 or 27, like, I will definitely adopt on my own because, mm -hmm. like, that's something that's so important to me. Like I said, like, I think I was born to be a mom. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, sure, I'd love to be married. I'd love to have a partner or, like, my husband to be there to, like, help raise my kids because I think that really plays a lot into, like, who you are as a person and... I, I mean, I would do everything for my kids no matter what, but, like, I don't want to be stretched so thin that I'm, yeah. like, I need eight of me, which I might one day, but, like, I'll get to that point when I get there. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it would be great, but it's not necessary. But it's like, not a deal breaker. Yeah, it's not a deal breaker. Yeah. Like, I am 10,000% okay with raising kids on my own. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, for me, actually, my, my boyfriend, Matt, is actually in the room if you want to give a hey. Hey, Matt. <laughs> hey. It's Matt. What's yeah, up? Um... But we were talking about, again, this four-kid dynamic thing. And, um, <laughs> Which still baffles my five. mind that that was even, like, a, a conversation topic. for. We were literally just driving down the street Christmas shopping. And I was like, so how do you feel about four? And he was like, uh, what? <laughs> Our kids can all get married to each other. Oh, my God. He was like, uh, I thought that, uh, what? <laughs> Misturned and like drives into a brick wall. Um, <laughs> but um, oh my god! Uh, and and I'm I'm going through this whole law school process. Mm -hmm. And just my thought is like, if I'm gonna bust my ass to do all of this and then go through three years and get a law degree, I'm gonna practice law. Damn it! Like I'm gonna do it for a while. And like, yeah, I want to have four kids. And we were talking and and. At one point, I was like, so are you going to stay home? Because I'm going to be making more money. <laughs> like, love him to death. But it, it, there was there was just a point where I realized that, and I know I said earlier that I could do it on my own. And I think that damn sure I could do it on my own. But there would be nannies and there would be other people. And my mom would be there all the time. Mm -hmm. and it wouldn't be just me. And I would, and I don't want to be an absent parent. Right. And especially if it is just me. I don't want to be an absent parent. And I think that there definitely needs to be a partner, and I would definitely want to have a husband or, you know, a significant other doing that with me and being there with me and helping, you know, raise the kids and whatnot mm -hmm. when I'm not there. And, and Matt's 
situation in particular, like his parents had a cycle, one worked nights, one worked mornings. Hmm. And that's how they put food on the table and that's how they always had a parent there to go mm-hmm. to soccer games and shit. So yeah, I was just <laughs> sorry. And whatever else <laughs> But yeah, like I definitely of course it's easier with a with a partner, but power to the woman, like she can do it all. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I like to think, you know, in my own little bubble of feminism. Feminism bubble. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it, but, it can be done. Right? It's just a lot of work. And then, you know, talking about going down the partner route, being a lesbian woman, I mm-hmm. know that there's a lot, Shelby, there's mm-hmm. a lot of tribulations and obstacles and red tape that you have to go to through and <laughs> that you have to think about that things that Alex and I, you know, I could pop out a kid right now and it'd be fine, mm-hmm. you know? And like, but you, you, what do you, what, what do you go through? What is that? Either way, you have to pay for your kid, which, like, just saying that out loud makes me nauseous. And, like, I've had that conversation with myself of, like, if I had a really good male friend or even gay male friend, would I be willing to just hook up with him real quick so I didn't have to pay $25,000 just to have a kid? That way, it's just, like, it's quick, it's over. Like, the sperm is in me. We'll see what happens. Maybe we'll revisit this. And, like, that would require the right partner. And that's that's hard, but for me and my brain, like that would not bother me. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, I mean, I'm a gold star lesbian, but like, at the same time, I feel like paying twenty five thousand dollars for a child is just so absurdly ridiculous. Especially because where you're be paying for one for the rest of their goddamn life. Uh, yeah, it just it makes not eighteen years. No sense <laughs> right? to me. But now, like, if I <laughs> if I find myself with twenty five thousand dollars to just throw away, yeah. well, that's not throwing it away. Like, yeah, sorry, bye, sorry, future children, but like. <laughs> It's like it's a lot of money, money that I could put in your college fund. So like, calm down. But I, um, I would be okay with that. Yeah. Like with the right guy, if I was just like, okay, you're my friend. It would probably be a gay male, to be honest, because it'd be awkward for the both of us. <laughs> and we both just wanted to get over and like, can we get out of here now? Good, I'll see you next Sunday at brunch. Like, this is the end of it. But that wouldn't bother me. Okay. And um, but if you don't do that. You know, it's it's either you, you pay for the sperm, which I also, in my brain, because I'm such an odd human, I, like, would love to just have a, one of those, like, flip around dry erase boards in my room full of sperm donors and, like, me and my partner just sit there and, like, make our perfect child. Because, like, I would love a ginger baby. Like, it's a requirement of mine that I have one ginger child. Like, it has to happen. So there's also that fun fact of, like, playing the video game of, like, what kind of child do we want? Do we want one that's, like, played the violin, but he also can speak Spanish? Like, what do we want? One out of our kids, right? Like that's that would also be fun. So if I find myself with the money, that'd be nice. Yeah. But like I also have the convenience of having a uterus. Like, Uh what happens with gay males? Like they don't have a uterus. So you pay the absurd amount for the sperm if you're not willing to give your own, or you give your own sperm and then you have to pay for it to be stored, which costs a lot of money. And then you have to pay for the in vitro for the surrogate who you're also paying a hundred thousand dollars a month just to carry your child like i mean it just and that's for a good one i mean that's for one who isn't smoking crack on saturday nights and wants to make the thousand dollars a month that the people who can't afford it are paying but you don't know whether your child's getting good service because it doesn't go through the right company you have to sign up with a company and then you pay an absurd amount and only 25 percent of it actually goes to the surrogate the rest goes to the company that's hosting all of this so it's just it's such a shitty system And the other part of it, and I know I will adopt. I know in my heart that I will adopt. My perfect ideal is that I would like to have three of my own and adopt two. Uh, Preferably, I would like to adopt two 
gay children who didn't feel safe in their home and, and can come and be safe in this home because there's a lot of kids in adoption who are older than like seven or eight and they, they're openly gay in their orphanages and they don't get adopted because they're openly gay. And you can tell that with your adoption interview that they're gay. Wow. They'll be in their paperwork, but you know. Yeah. And they don't get adopted and then they stay in there till they're 18 and then they're fucked and they like they don't know what to do with their lives. Like yeah. I would love, and even if that's from another country, you know, I don't know. I don't know where my life will take me, but I would love to have three of my own. Like I said, I have to have one of my own. And I'm sure my partner will want to carry one of their own just based off of what I'm attracted to. And then maybe I'll have the other one. I don't know. I could pop out all five of them and be totally fine. Like, that doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. Um, but it's not easy. That's the shitty part is like, I remember when I was com- contemplating coming out, this is really dark, but I was like, it would be so much easier for me to have a family if I just stayed straight for the rest of my life. Like if I, if I didn't come out right now and I just dated men, I would have an easy life. I could have a family. My kids wouldn't be made fun of because they had gay parents. And they wouldn't have all these questioning thoughts about whether, they gay, whether they're gay because they have gay parents. Like, that's part of your coming out process is, like, you also have to think about the kids that you want to have in the future and, yeah. like, how, you, how two mommies or two daddies is going to affect that child. Yeah. And a lot of psychologists professional psychologists say that it doesn't but then the rest of the world doesn't see it that way especially since i come from such a conservative family it's like oh that's the aunt with the the other mommy and like all the kids that are totally fucked up because they have two mommies when in reality they're not but that's the story that gets cultivated not that that's going to stop me now but as a somebody who was like so hard on herself for her sexuality that that almost kept me from coming out which is so dark and I know I'm not the only one out there who goes through that yeah. but that that's another part of it is like what does that do to my kids because they have two mommies or two daddies like that it's just like being a single mom is like what is that going to do to my kid if I if I do stay as a single mom how does that affect my child it's always and I think that's where you should be as a parent is like yeah. how is this going to affect my child not how is this going to affect me yeah, because sure. that's the question you should be asking no, that's brilliant and fascinating and something that I would have never even thought to consider. It's not something that I will never have to consider. Mm-hmm. And I have, oddly, a couple of friends who have gay parents and they talk about not being able to have friends over to play because other mo- like parents didn't want... That breaks my heart. You know, just or, and one of them in particular had... A husband and like she has a dad that she knows mm-hmm. but then her mom got divorced and married a woman hmm. and you know we think about that and it's like well how does that happen you know if, if you're gonna say that that you know that that being gay isn't a choice like then how do you marry a man and then marry a woman mm-hmm. but it's like if you think of it from of course that is bonkers but like yeah. if you're thinking about it down the line and like to have that forethought which I would never even think to have but mm-hmm. like it makes sense like okay I'm gonna marry a man be in it for five years, get the kid, get my kid, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to go live my life. Yeah. And that's just, that's so crazy to me. It's and, sad that we even have to have that conversation. Like, right? I have, again, I'm not going to use his name, but I have a really, really, really good friend of mine who was married to a woman, and he, from the way he tells it, he was extremely attracted to this woman. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't an issue of he was trying to hide his um, his sexuality. It was just that he, he was very attracted to this woman. He was in love with this woman. They were together for 20 years and they had a kid, they had a daughter and the relationship kind of got to a point where it just wasn't going well anymore. They weren't happy. And so they got divorced. And then he was like, well, I think I'm gay. So let me just dabble in this. And then realize that he was just a flaming 
flaming male and now is much happier and i think in that circumstance the other thing that you have to think about with that and this is a totally different conversation so i won't go off on a tangent but is you have to think about their age too is like back when they were having to make the decision of coming out they didn't have the luxury and the privilege that we have right now of like at least being able to create a family of our own to some extent and i trust me i understand there are people out there who don't have that at all yeah but that um Back then, they, they couldn't make that decision. They couldn't come out. Yeah. Because that was either their life or it was just marrying a woman. And marrying a woman's a lot easier than giving up your life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. it's it's a lot. It's so, so crazy to me. But I guess what I want to touch back on and mm-hmm. bring us back mm-hmm. is adoption and fostering. And you said that you would and that you wanted mm-hmm. it. But I, I guess I want to hear, give my opinion on it and then hear Alex's. Because... I didn't really think about adoption or fostering until I met Alex. Hmm. And she, we spent a car, an hour car ride (laughs) to to Destin (laughs) talking about fostering children. Mm -hmm. And I, I honestly had no idea what it was. And like, I had never had that forethought, A, because, you know, I don't think about being a mom and I don't, that's not something that I ever really entertain. I mean, until recently, but, um, (laughs) It's, I never, even now, like now that I'm getting to that age and that, you know, I'm thinking, I want a fa- I'm thinking about wanting a family and, you know, like just thinking about how I'm going to fit that into my life plan. I still don't see adoption. Like I have this awful that I'm, the hate that I'm going to say, like, but if I'm going to have a kid and if I'm going to go through that, it's going to be mine. Mm-hmm. And like. I know that there's a need for fosters and a need for adoption and like, I want to help this world. And like, mm-hmm. I, again, like I'm, it's out and I said it on camera and like, I hate that that's a view that I have, yeah. but it's still like, I wouldn't entertain it. Like, I mean, I maybe, but like right now I'm like, if I'm going to have a kid, it's going to be mine. And like, if I can't have kids, yeah, I'll consider adopting. Mm-hmm. But for people who it's not a second, it's not a plan B. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think it's so admirable that you two, and we'll hear Alex's opinion on it, but, like, it's it's an A. Like, it's a plan A. It's something that you that you would want and that you would entertain because, like, you see the value in it. Yeah, well, and I think just to reiterate for our viewers before we move to Alex is, like, like I said earlier, I think when you're making those decisions, it always has to be for the child. And, like, you know that ahead of time. Like, you want it to be yours, and that's making the decision for the child mm-hmm. because it not being yours psychologically is going to cause distance issues, and that mm-hmm. would cause – it causes all of these weird mental states for parents when you don't really want the child, but you take it on anyways. Like, mm-hmm. even if you are kind to them and love them, like, subconsciously, the way your brain works is that when you go into that situation, just for our viewers, if you are thinking about it or questioning it, just think about the kid first. Think about the kid and how it's going to affect the kid. Um, but, Alex, if you want to yeah. enlighten us, because fostering is not something I couldn't do fostering just quick because I like pets. Like, I'd find a pet rock and I'd name it, and like that thing was mine. And if I lost it, I'd cry. Yeah. Like, I get so connected to <laughs> right, things. Right, for sure. So, enlighten us. I would say, going off that, though, like, you have to. Like, these kids. Um, is that a sign? Like, should I not foster? Oh my god. <laughs> That's a yes. Hold on one second. No. I'll enter you in. Okay. Okay. We ready? Everybody good? Everybody good? Everybody good? Bones down. The mics are working. Thank you. Um, 
Okay, so enlighten us. Enlighten us on fostering and your side of, of things. Well, I would definitely say um, it's something that I 1,000% want to do, like, without a doubt in my mind. Like, probably even more than having my own kids that hmm. I want to be a foster parent. Okay. And, like, I really want to have my own That's kids. Really interesting. Um, but when I was a little girl, so both of my parents come from like kind of rougher backgrounds um and they really have done like a 10 out of 10 job like raising my brother and I but um my mom's aunt um got into a lot of drugs and a lot of just like her own issues and right before her baby was about to be born she asked my mom and like they talked about it my mom was going to adopt my cousin um and then right at the last minute um like really right when like she was about to go into labor she was like just kidding I don't know who that is like I have no recollection like she's not my family she's trying to steal my baby um and like that's something that always really impacted me because I didn't really hear about it at the time because when you're that young you're just like oh this is this is what it is and we're bouncing around to dance practice and to school and we're just having some Capri Suns and Lunchables and like everything's great um but my mom told me about it later and that's always really stuck with me and then when we moved here I had one of my very first friends her family was in charge of the foster care system in our county Hmm. um and one of the very first times I went over there they had their foster kids there and I had no idea until then because I just thought those were her brothers um and I that like just a couple hours just like hanging out at their house like as a seventh grader like that was so meaningful to me because I had no idea like that was their own family those were their siblings like and she loved them so much and I think it's so like wonderful and like amazing and like powerful that you can do that for these kids who have been through the very worst like I can't imagine losing my parents so I can't imagine like these kids who don't have as like good a life as I do Mm -hmm. losing their parents especially like at a young age and I really want to foster kids that are older and you're not supposed to like disrupt your birth order in your family um so I've like maybe thought about doing this like while I'm younger um but like adopting kids that are older because they've like they're at this point like when they really need a parent you know yeah. like and maybe they don't even really need a parent they just need like a friend somebody. they need a mentor they yeah. need somebody that's in their corner that's not going to give up on them especially or, like, somebody who's good because yeah. that's the one thing I've gotten from the foster care system is like most of the people I know that have been through it have really shitty experiences yeah first for real for serious um but there can be so many things that go wrong and you hear like all these horror stories about Mm -hmm. foster care and I think foster care gets a really bad rap because that's not what it is you know like that's not the entirety of it yeah there are always like a few bad people that's like what ruins like Facebook for people and that's what ruins everything that's what ruins everything for people it's like those few bad people um but there are really so many people like doing so much good in the foster care system and it's so hard like for me being like young enough to not be able to do that or like not be able to do anything um but like old enough to understand what's going on it's so hard for me just like be in like this weird stagnant place because I want like if I could adopt kids right now I would but like I'm like a teacher assistant like I'm not even a full-time teacher yet like what am I doing with my life I live at home with my parents like in my childhood bedroom Mm -hmm. um so there's like nothing I can do um something I want to mention though earlier is you talked about like um maybe, like, fostering with your partner, I think that would be really, really hard on me if my husband didn't want to foster kids. That is, like, definitely, like, something, like, wow, that's huge because I want that to be, like, the love of my life and this is something I'm so passionate about and, like, that would definitely be a deal breaker So is that part of, I was about to say, is that, like, part of the dating questions, like, first date, like, hello, are (laughs) you, like, in fostering? I need to know now. Yeah, I need to know now so we can go ahead and uh, submit our applications and they can check out the (laughs) I haven't even gotten our food yet, but like I need to know right now. Our drinks aren't even here yet, right, so I'm not right, even drunk. Can I get this wine? Yes. <laughs> Can you do this? If not, I'm out. Right? Yeah. I'll, I'll... 
Um, I'll take the wine. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, no, like, I don't even think, like, the guy that I'm currently seeing knows that I want to foster kids, which is okay, but that's not something you, like, just automatically tell someone. Yeah. Like, yeah. I want to take care of someone else's kids. And I think that also kind of gets a bad rap, like, oh, you're taking away these kids from their families. Well, I mean, like, I'm not the one taking them away. Like, I'm just giving them somewhere to land. Yeah. You know? Oh! <laughs> Eliza and I, when we first became friends, like, when we very first could drive, I don't even think Eliza had a car yet, no. we were driving to Destin, and I, like, spieled out, like, two hours worth of why I want to be a foster parent, yeah. and that was, like, when we became friends. It was. It really no, was. I, I think like, it's amazing. Right. Like, I can do this. I, can do this. <laughs> I think the world definitely needs more people like you who are willing to, oh, to do that. Nice. No, it's so here. true. No. Like, they need more good people who can just give kids a chance. Like I said yeah. with the dream thing, like kids, sometimes kids really just need that one person who's going to yeah, be good to them. Yeah, definitely, for sure. So for everyone listening, consider being a foster parent. <laughs> <laughs> or foster parent. Uh, this is my below. email and my phone number. No. Yeah. If you ever want to talk about it, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> Linker. But um, I guess going off of that, since we've all talked that we want to be parents. Right. In some aspect. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a cat parent. Is, you know, yeah, yeah. is the future, but, but what kind of parent do you want to be? I think that's the hardest question. Like, Because right? you don't know. Like, it's so different having a sibling, and it's so different, like, having a dog. Like, yeah. <laughs> my pit bull does not care. Like, okay, let's make a different choice. <laughs> Please don't bite your sister. Right. That's not kind. Um, which I definitely won't be that kind of parent. Um, I... Unlike Eliza, I will definitely spank my kids, um, which is funny to me because I'm not that kind of person, yeah. um, and I'm, like, super fluffy about everything, like, mm-hmm. let's talk about how I feel, and, like, I want to know, like, why you did this, like, is there something going on, is, like, there a reason you wanted to, like, cut all your hair off, like, did you just not like it, or, like, are you trying to make a statement, so go ahead and tell me, like, what's going on, um, but, like, I'll definitely spank my kids, and I don't, I won't let them just, like, do whatever they want, mm-hmm. um, I will to an extent, but, like, I'm not trying to make them like a mini me I want them to be their own person um and one of the things I really like about the way my parents raised me was that they were always just like yeah do what you want to do um but on the contrary (laughs) on the contrary I also that was really hard for me because they were so just like let it be like do whatever you want to do like such a like a laissez-faire parenting style that a lot of times I felt like that they weren't interested in what I was doing and they were only interested towards the end like at the outcome like they were only interested when I didn't want to do something that they wanted me to do or they were only interested when I wanted to quit softball because I thought the girls were kind of mean like they were only interested that I wanted to dance a lot because like at the end it was going to cost a lot like they were only interested at like the parts I didn't want them to be interested in I wanted them to be like at my dance recitals and I wanted them to be at my competitions like front row cheering you on because I think that's what everyone wants yeah. Um, so they were so hands off, which was great because I could really like find out who I was. And like my parents and I have differing political views, and Eliza and I would talk about this like ad nauseum when it was a big deal, like when we were eighteen and like could almost hope, but we couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so it was like cool that they were able to let me do that. But I want I want to be there. I like I want to be with my kids. I want to help them know who they are. I also want them to like decide who they are. Yeah. And I'll just like help them along the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I know exactly what kind of parent I want to be. Like, I've known that. I feel like I knew that before I knew what kind of wedding I wanted to have. <laughs> like, I... And here's a few things about me. Like, one, I um, I grew up being spanked. Like, even the school that I went to when I was young spanked when you went to the principal's office. Like, if you got in trouble, you got spanked with the paddle twice. And it never did anything for me. Yeah. Like, it 
it made me want to rebel, like, be more rebellious. It made me want to lash out more. It caused me to, like, literally steal all the keys off my kindergarten teacher's, like, keyboard. Like, I was not a good kid when I was being spanked, and, like, I know that. It didn't do anything for me. But, like, I also, and, and trigger warning to my viewers, so skip ahead, like, a few minutes if you need to, but, like, I, I had an abusive stepfather at one point who threw my brother into a cabinet and then just spanked the shit out of him for five minutes, and I watched my mom watch him do it. And so it it just seems like such a brutal thing to do to a kid who again is at that such a fragile mental state and like i it's totally up to your preference and yeah. i get that and i respect that so it's not to say that that's awful for anyone i don't think anybody like everyone who does it isn't like totally abusing their right. kid but that's why i won't do it because i i've seen the worst of it and i i know what it did for me as a kid and i think when you come from abusive backgrounds like it's very hard to even picture pinching your kid or like yeah. mildly tapping your kid because it just like you're like oh my god I'm so sorry I didn't mean it like that is hard yeah there's definitely a fine line oh yeah or like a thick line I guess depending on where you're from and what kind of background you're from is like what is abuse and what is just like mm -hmm. a spank on the butt yeah um I'm an incredibly free spirit <laughs> I I think kids and I studied psychology for a long time. I thought that's what I was going to do was be a psychologist. And then I realized it was too much of an empath and I would like take on everybody's feelings and Same. I'd just be crazy. <laughs> like I couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, but I, I think kids, oops, excuse me. I think kids lose, learn more when they mess up. I think when you let kids now, I don't want to be the laissez-faire parent where they're just like do whatever you want go you know fuck who you want party with who you want i'll see you on saturday like what up, bro? like that's not the kid that's not the kind of parent i want to be but i also want to allow my kids to be themselves to a point where they mess up and they come to me and like mom i screwed up like what do i do i don't want my kids to be afraid to tell me something if they're in trouble i don't want them to try something new within a certain range and not feel like they can come to me that was always something that was important to me and like if you are in trouble I don't care if you think I'm going to be pissed at you I want you to come to me first I want you to be able to call me right away and my dad was always more laissez-faire and my mom was very authoritarian I never had the in-between and that was very hard having one parent like you'd be at their house one week and they'd be totally cool with it and then the next week you weren't and it's I can, lives. oh yeah, yeah, and I can call my dad for anything if I need it. But then, like my mom, I have to question about whether she's going to take everything away from me, or if I'm going to be deprived of something, or if she's just going to hate me, you know, forever. Like I hate that. I think kids should be able to come to their parents, even if you're going to get in trouble. Like, okay, you're going to get in trouble, but I still love you. Like, yeah. I'm not going to stop being your parent. I'm not going to stop being here for you. Like, I want you to be able to come to me. And especially with things like sex and stuff. Like, I, I want my parents... Like, when my daughter or my son have sex for the first time, okay, come to me. Let me take you to a gynecologist. Let's make sure you're okay and good and get you set up and be yourself and be, you know, safe and protective. But tell me. Just tell me. I just want that conversation to never stop. Even if I'm across the seas doing a speech somewhere, like, I, I still want you to tell me and call me and whatever. I also don't want them to, like, think things like that are bad. Like, it's just, like, a normal thing of life. Like, I don't mm -hmm. want my kids mm -hmm. to ever feel, like, embarrassed because yeah. Oh, yeah. they had sex or they're embarrassed because, like, something happened. Like, that's just, it is. It yeah. just is. Yeah. Ta-da. Right. There you are. You're growing up. Yeah. My Congrats. mom always told me, as long as you tell me first, mm -hmm. yeah. I will bail you out of jail. I will pick you up from wherever you are. And I will not speak of it. Like, if it's bad, like, we'll talk about it. Yeah. I will not hold that against you. And yeah. I will keep loving you. And, like. So, you know, I think that's the way to be. Yeah. And I've I definitely like, told. segue out of you, but, like. My mom has always, my mom and I, because it was just my mom and I, that yeah. like mutual respect. Like it was never, she never spanked me, you know, given because we have 
that background, but we we were never. It's I did my homework. I I didn't. You know, we we had a mutual respect yeah. because we were surviving together and we needed each other. And then that double life, like I went to my dad's house where I had a really abusive stepmom, and I didn't talk and like I was seen but not heard when I you know when she yeah. wanted to see me, and like it, it, she you know, beat the shit out of her kid and then, like, you know, did shitty things to me as well. And, like, the thought of, you know, Alex knows that, like, spanking is where I draw the line. Like, yeah. I will not touch my kid. I will not touch, you know, any of my friends. Like, I don't see physical violence as a way to answer anything. Right. Whether it's a slap on the wrist or, you know, I punch you in the face. Like, I don't see it as resolving anything. Like, yeah. I'd rather cuss you out and, like, mm-hmm. say some really hurtful things to you then hit you yeah you know and like not that I'm gonna cuss on my kid but I never I've never thought about how I would raise a kid Hmm. you know I've never I've never other than hoping that they mutually respect me and that they're honest with me and like going through that guideline of as long as you tell me first and like I will help you however I can I will be there and I will not judge you for it yeah you know, mm-hmm. and like I want you to come to me every single time. Yeah. Like I get to see, or if something like <sighs> I backed into a railing a month ago, and I was, you know, I told Matt first, but I, I immediately told my mom, and I was like, I need to tell her, I need to tell her, I need to tell her, because I don't keep things from my mom. Mm-hmm. You know, as soon the first time I had sex, I told my mom. Like I literally called her and was like, Ah, the baby. You know, because like you know, Alex, Alex took me to go get Plan B because I was like, it's happening, it's happening. Like conception has happened. Yeah. But, um, it was just, uh, it, you know, it's uh, that's just how I've thought to be a parent is that you know it's it's a mutual respect that we are in this together as a family unit. Yeah. And like I will, you will do what I say because I know I'm your parent, you, right? You know, but like we work to make each other better. Right. You know, I've I, always been so jealous of your relationship with your mom. And, like, mm-hmm. I think that's same. why I'm so close oh my God, same. to her. Yes. You know, we make each other better. And, like, she, like, while I learn everything from her, like, I teach her things as well. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think that that's important is that your kids are an extension of you. They teach you things. Yeah. Well, and I think, like, something that I learned from my own experience is most kids are so driven by making their parents proud that them knowing that you're disappointed in them mm-hmm. drives them more than you spanking them. Yeah. Like, knowing that they've disappointed you can change their entire world. And their, I mean, I've seen that with Skylar. I think because when I was young, I had to grow up so fast and become the parent for my siblings because not that my mom was an awful parent, but she just wasn't around. Like, she was very absent in our lives. I had to be the parent. You know, I was cooking my own. My grandma always makes fun of me because she was, like, was four. And she's like, I'll make you a sandwich. I was like, no, I'll make it on my own. Like, I just was very independent. But I think I learned from my parents what I didn't want to be. Yeah. That's what I learned. I was like, and, you know, mom, dad, if you're listening to this, like, I love you. But there was also a lot of really crappy aspects where I was like, I don't want my kids to go through this. And that's why it's important that I make a decision now that I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to be this. 
I also think it's planned it. No, go ahead. I also think it's easier to say that because we're sitting here with our own children. It's true. Very true. No, very, very true. true. I want my mom to write down everything. Oh, please give me a manual. How do I get one of me? Yeah. Just give it to me. No, that's a good point. It's a very good point. I'm a good person. Yeah. I think I turned out decently well. Right. And like, how did you do it? Right. Well, and it's not going to be easy either. Like we make it sound like it's all, you know, unicorns and rainbows but like it's not that simple and i'm not saying that my parents didn't go through hardships either like it's just not easy because you have your own it's just it's a lot that's a whole like a weird caveat yeah alex and i are talking about how no matter where you are in your life no one knows what the fuck is going on yeah oh yeah yeah. that's my graduation advice for everyone which we will talk about you know in another one but no one knows what the fuck is going on yeah that's okay and like you my parents went through a lot of shit, and, like, they've even told me, like, I hope you never have to go through this. Yeah. And they've, like, done a lot of things, so they've ensured that I never have to go through that. Well, and I'm going to say, because I'm 99.9% sure Tammy's listening to this right now. Hi, Mom. Like, Hi, they also did a wonderful job. Yeah. Like, in other ways, like, I am so proud of who I am as a person right now that, like, even through all of the shit I went through, they somehow found a way to they turn me into a good human. Right? Like... You turned out all Even right, with kid. all that, like, and that's that's the case a lot of times. Yeah. Is like, so I'm. I also love you guys. I'm not like here talking shit about you guys all this right. time, but but to like circle back, and this is part of the big, you know, the inspiration for this is like, do you want to raise your kids religious? How important is it, you know, that you implement religion into their life? Are you going to be a bad parent if you don't give them a religion? Yeah, I think that. It's a hard one. That's a hard one. Yeah. Um, I see religion in many ways. I see it as an escape. Mm-hmm. I see it as an addiction. Mm-hmm. I see it as a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But I don't see it as a parenting tactic. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know. And I, I want to say, like, no, they'll find their own, like like how you feel, but like how do they know and find their own unless I teach them? So I wanna like stick them in like Christian Bible study for like a month and then like Jewish Bible study for a month <laughs> and then like Buddhism. You know, I don't know. Like yeah, I, I yeah. guess like I would like to, yeah, I think it's important and like like you, I've been in a car accident that I probably shouldn't have survived, and then two years later, I was in another bad car accident that I probably shouldn't have survived. And Eliza's gonna stop driving now. Yeah, I need. I need. Someone should have taken my driver's license away a long time ago. And I just, I do think there is a higher power. I do believe that there is a higher power because I don't. And I don't know how Shelby or would be here, and I don't know how we turned out the way that we did mm-hmm. without something, something yeah. happening. I do think there is a God. I, I just, I don't know. Yes, yes. I think that it's, I don't know. I think that's hard. And I think yeah, that I'm going to let the dad be like, you decide. And I don't know. I'll like, pick everything else. You decide on this you one. You know, like, I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed yeah. to, to putting them in, you know, youth classes or, you know, taking them to church just to expose them to that. You know, I think that life is about exposure and learning through experience and that's something that needs to happen and if that means that we go to church on Sunday and go to Bible study for a year or two and if they like it they like it and if they don't seem to latch onto it then we'll find something else you know like it is a hobby I I feel you know it's I I don't know 
No, it's yeah. fair. Not knowing is also you an know? answer. Yeah, like, that's yeah. totally okay. I, I definitely think that, and, like, I've learned a lot of religious things from Alex, and I've learned a lot of spiritual things from Shelby, which is why I think this is cool that you guys are both here together. Mm-hmm. And, like, while well, Alex is also very spiritual, but, um, I don't know. I don't, my mom is both spiritual and religious, and... Maybe they can go to church with her. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know. You know, I mean, I'll go. I'll go to church. Yeah, I'm not opposed. To, I, I don't know. Okay. Sorry, I feel like I just ran no. That's knocked. okay. No, <laughs> I loved it. I, I loved every second. Yeah. <laughs> but what about you, Alex? I would have to agree that I think religion can be so many things. Like, um, I went to a Catholic school for a really long time, and I think that was like fundamental in my understanding of like my relationship with God and like how I view God, but I I think you see God or, like, whoever your higher being is or whatever, angels, spirits, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, I think you see it in other places. And I also really can't stand when people, like, use religion as a crutch or they use religion as an identity, but they don't live up to that identity. It's just a label. Mm-hmm. Um, I dated some guy in high school that was horrible to me, and he... Like, he always went to church on Sundays, and he was really well-known, and he was always really upset when I wanted to go to Mass, but I didn't want to go to his church. And he was horrible, like, horrible to me. Nowhere in the Bible, nowhere in anywhere, any time, shape, or form does anyone say that it's okay to treat another human like that. Yeah. But no one believed me except, like, Eliza and, like, five other people because mm-hmm. he was a good Christian. Yeah. And, like, was, was he really? No. Mm-hmm. But, like, was that his label? Yeah, for sure. And I don't want my kids to feel like that they're labeled as something so one they have to live up to or b they're going to be upset when they don't live up to it but I think that I found God well I certainly didn't find God then that was like one of like the lows in like my religion as a person yeah um because there's like when you're at that point you're like where where what do I do like there's no one there's no point like where where is God like when I needed him but then, like, you find things in other people. Like, I think God comes to you through other people. I think God talks to me through the radio all the freaking time. Yeah. Um, you, like, find people. Like, people send you things on Facebook, and you're like, oh, that was probably God sending me that, actually. So, like, I don't want to force my kids into feeling anything, but I want them to, like, have a background where... Sorry, I just kind of rambled about No, it's, other this things. is a rambly question. <laughs> um, I don't want my kids to feel forced, like, that they have to believe something, and I really dislike that about the Catholic Church. Sorry, Catholics. Sorry, Matt. Sorry, <laughs> um, Sorry, Pope. Um, but I don't want them to be forced into believing everything that the Catholic Church has to offer, and even though, like, I want to be married in the Catholic Church, and I think that's, like, a huge part of who I am, mm-hmm. I don't want them to feel like... Like, abortion, for example. I don't want them to be in a position where, like, if I get an abortion, I'm a sinner and I'm going to hell because that's not true. Yeah. Or if if they're gay, they're going to hell because they're not. That's not true. Like, there are so many things that the Catholic Church says, and I'm just like, you're an idiot. Catholic Church, like, yeah. maybe don't do that. Yeah. And so I feel like, like I said, I feel like I'm a cafeteria Catholic. I pick the things I want, and, like, I want my kids to be able to do the same things. And if that means they want to be Jewish, whatever. Like, we can learn Hebrew. Like, that might be a fun family thing. Right. Um, but I want them to, like, see God, and, like, I want to see, I want them to see, like, the higher power in other things. Like, when you stand outside and it's really early in the morning, you can, like, feel the dew on your toes. Like, I think God's there with you. Mm -hmm. And then when you're driving down the road and you, like, see a bird that, like, just kind of, like, stops by your window, I think it's, like, God saying, like, hey, like, what's up? Have a great day. And, like, when you hear, like, some song that you just, like, needed to hear, 
I think that's God. Like, see, so. I believe in signs 100%. Yeah, yes, like, I could, like, go on, like, for 20 right. more minutes about yeah. this. See, I think that's Jane. Like, I don't attribute that to yeah. God. I'm like, Jane. See, I don't attribute to God either, but I believe, yeah, I agree. You know, I like, believe it in 100%. Mm-hmm. I needed this right now. Yeah. Well, I think it just depends. Like, I worked at a summer camp that, like, changed my whole view on religion. It was, mm-hmm. like, a very Catholic summer camp. But the people that work there, they all kind of felt the same way. Like, they're like, yeah, we're kind of Catholic. We kind of believe these things. And not speaking for everyone. But, like, they also, they were, like, one, they, like, looked for signs. They looked for, like, the good parts. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important. Sorry, that was a whole bunch of... No, it's okay. <laughs> that was one to nothing. It's so okay. It's why I wanted to do this podcast. Um... For me, I, and I hate to say this because I don't want to single out any of our viewers especially, but I have such a stigma against Christianity. And I think it's because I was, when I was going through all this shit, you know, all the abuse and all this stuff, what I latched onto was God. Like, that was what I latched onto as a kid. And then... That's what you're taught to latch onto. Right. Um, He was like, I was like, oh my God. And when we got out of that, like when Brad, and I would love to just give you his address. <laughs> We're going for him. We're Anyways, <laughs> um, when I when all that ended, I was I was so thankful to God for getting me out of that situation and for giving me the strength to get through it. And then last year, the pastor that I grew up with here in Pensacola, um, who I just idolized, like he was such an amazing pastor. He did amazing talks. Like he was just a wonderful person. He right after marriage passed, and I'm not going to talk about this in depth because it kills me. But like, he did the most hateful speech that I have ever heard come out of anybody's mouth and I was like this is not what I subscribe to like right. I, this yes. is not wow. 100% this is not the god that I've loved my whole life like this is not the person that I like this is not my god right this is not this is not what you've taught me like this is not what he taught me my whole life and so I I stripped myself away from it and I think I I have become a much better person since then because it took me away from that like like you said, using Christianity as a means to be hateful when I don't think that's what Christianity was intended for. Right. Um, but like I, I always joke that Disney was my religion when I was young. And it's because I think I always needed something to latch on to. Mm-hmm. Like when I was in those dark points, I would watch a Disney movie and be like, okay, Ariel got her dream or Merida got her dream or Jasmine got her dream. Like she got it. And so dreams was my thing. That's what I latched onto. And like the darkest points of my life, I always had a dream of some kind that I was like, I will get out of this. I'm going to be a badass person when I get older. And like, this is just, this is the stumbling. There are lessons I have to learn right now so that I can help somebody else later in my life. Like Disney was my religion. I needed something to connect to. And so I think I, I want to give that to my kids I think I will raise them the way that I believe you know with the law of attraction and universalism and meditation and yoga and we will also go stand out and feel the dough like dew between our toes and appreciate the earth and the water and the wind and the spirits and thank the water when we take a shower for allowing us to take a bath like just hippies through and through like I know that that will be my life like drinking kombucha and shopping at Whole Foods on Saturday but I love it that's yes like I know that will be my life yeah um but most importantly the I think where religion or spirituality plays in is making sure that your kids have that life buoy yeah. because even though you're their parent they need something to hold on to when they're in their darkest points because I have watched way too many of my friends commit suicide because they didn't have a life buoy. Like they didn't have something to just like, 
Because your parents, I'm sorry, when you're in those moments, it's such a dark point. And sometimes you're just born with that chemical instability that you can't, you can't help it. And when you're in those dark points, if you don't have a God or a universe or some greater purpose or some light that shines down, if you don't believe in something like that, I mean, even atheists have something that they, the family that they create. I mean, there are atheist churches, like they they still have something that they latch onto. And I think that's, what's important Mm -hmm. is letting them know that they have, they have something you, you have a buoy. Somebody's going to throw you a buoy and you're okay. Whether that, if it, and that's the other thing is if my kid wants to be a Christian, I will drive you to church every day. Yeah. I might not go sit with you in there because I'm gay and that just like, yeah. from what I've been taught, that would be very hard for me. But I will drive you to church and I'll pay for your your camps on in the summer. Like, I'll buy you what you need. Like, that's fine. I think it is your choice what religion you subscribe to. It's 100% your choice. And if I have to drive one to church and one to Hebrew school and one over here, like, that's fine. I will do it for every single one of them. But I think, one, I don't think it makes you a bad parent if you don't teach them some kind of religion. And I also don't think, I don't think you have to tell them. I think from what I believe in, the spirituality I believe in, I think whatever you're supposed to find in your life and the lessons that you're supposed to learn, the spirituality you're supposed to find you at some point. Like, I found my spirituality through Matson, like this weird hippie stoner (laughs) rapper, like total pothead, but who changed my entire life. Like, that's random as fuck. There's no way you're going to convince me that this, like, hardcore Christian girl started listening to this stoner rapper before she even started smoking and that changed her whole life like that that wasn't just a random thing that happened like somebody led me to that summer camp changed my life and like that sounds lame like but it's true i think it will find them at some point i love that life buoy i've never considered like all of these you know the three things that i rattled off about what i consider religion to be but you're right like it is a life buoy and Mm -hmm. it is that that thing well and if if you study religion and a lot of theorists say that religions were created in a time when people needed hope. Yeah. yeah. They were created as a way of giving hope to the people when they were at the darkest points in their yeah. existence. You know, whether it was the plague or some crazy thing. That's when a lot of religions cultivated was when they needed a sense of hope. Yeah. You know, the Mormon is like the biggest example of that. The Mormon church, whether, you know, you believe that the golden plates existed or not. And I'm not saying that I believe or don't believe. That's not my religion, so I don't have to comment on that. But it was created for those people who needed a sense of hope. And so I think something else that's very important is that we all have to coexist. Like nobody's right. Nobody's wrong. We don't need to argue about which God is the right God. And that's a whole nother conversation, (laughs) but that's also important. It's just, everybody's a human first. That's what's most important. So thank you guys. Thank you guys for your opinions. That was a good podcast. Yeah. I do too. That was fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, like always, give us your opinions, please. please. This is, I mean, we all have like very specific views. I would love to hear from more religions and more areas and more parenting styles and more backgrounds. Feel free to ask questions or reach yeah. out. If you are at that dark point in your life, please, please call somebody, reach out to somebody, find somebody to help you. If you have to message me, I would gladly respond. But, um, there's always a better way. Yeah, and um, as always, we need your support. Like our social media, yeah. we'll be linking Alex's Insta if she's okay with it. So of course. DMs, man. Yeah. Give check out our love. website. Yeah, Everything will be on there. All of her information will be on there. Yeah. So 
support. Thank you guys. We will see you next week. We love you guys. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.